Welcome to Art Worlds with me, Dr. Cleo Roberts Comoretti. This is the podcast that tells you all about the art worlds you might have missed. We're going to journey around the globe and talk to artists, patrons and curators from Cambodia to the Democratic Republic of Congo. With this, we'll build a truly international perspective of the many thriving art worlds. Cambodia, a country nestled at the base of Thailand, Laos and Vietnam, is a land of great rivers and lush plains. Historically, it was a cultural linchpin for Southeast Asia, a place where Hinduism and Buddhism from India spread. And it's still associated with ambitious and intricate stone temples, many UNESCO protected. It's quite a feat that they're still standing, for the country has known intense periods of turmoil and devastation. It switched from being a French colony to a Japanese-occupied land through independence to the reign of Khmer Rouge that gave way to a Vietnam-backed socialism until political autonomy came in the 1990s. Cambodia's arts adapted to the aesthetic ideologies of each period. Where the French cultivated craft and traditional techniques, the Japanese pushed painting from observation. It is only in the last century that the visual arts began acquiring a strength of their own. Thanks to a number of artist-led initiatives, there's been an efflorescence of art practices, audiences have developed, and gradually private galleries are multiplying. Yves Litovsky is the co-founder of Bartia Surem, one of Cambodia's leading contemporary art galleries. It was a conversation one day in Paris with gallerist Livan Luc that led them both to Siem Reap. Known for its astounding beauty in temples, it attracts throngs of visitors that they thought would be a great audience for the gallery. That's not to say they're programming pandas to this market. Rather, it recognises the commercial potential of foreign visitors and presents demanding shows, along with publishing catalogues, that help build and cement the legacy of Cambodia's artists. Eve talks through what it's like to work in this context and explains how the country's abundance of NGOs have shaped artistic practices. The gallery Bartia Serem was founded by you and Livan Luc. You met in Paris through the neighbouring art galleries, your family's own in Saint-Germain. Cambodian contemporary art must have seemed far away from the boutiques and literary hangouts of the left bank. How did you strike upon the idea of setting up your own gallery in Cambodia? Uh, well, actually, the idea, uh, it, it, it went step by step, actually, because at first we, we met with Levan. I had the idea of doing something more contemporary because the gallery I have in Paris is more modern art. Um, and Center to Asia, I was thinking about Taiwan at the start, uh, but then I thought I don't speak Chinese and Taiwan already has, has already a lot of the galleries. And I'd visited, visited Cambodia many times. I really liked the country, but was not so familiar with the art actually. And I met Livan. Livan has father is Cambodian actually living in France. And also he was keen to have a project and we searched, we searched and suddenly it strikes us that uh, Siem Reap was the place and that Cambodia, the art scene was, was incredible. It was very lively. There was not many galleries. Uh, and the idea was to do something, maybe a, a kind of white cube as, as we know in London or Paris, but with Cambodian art. Because the idea was that in, in many places that we see or in the workshops that we visited, it was very difficult actually to see properly the work 
look at them. And, and even now, if you're looking at, if you, if you search for contemporary art in Cambodia, it's actually not easy if you're based in London or if you're based in Paris to actually see the art. So our idea was to see it properly, very simply in a very simple space, and also um, to make it accessible to maximum foreigners. And of course, well, the perfect place for that was, was Siem Reap because there are actually a lot of foreigners visiting uh, Cambodia. So Siem Reap is the sort of temple town. It's in North Cambodia. It's where you have the Angkor Wat temple complex. So were these, you just mentioned, they were the World Heritage Ruins were part of the appeal of working there. There must have been other things that contributed to that decision. Yeah, if you, if you visited Siem Reap, you, you, would, you, would, you would get it because it's a very special place, quite beautiful, quite very quiet, green. It's not at all the hectic city, as, as, you, as you may know, in many South, Southeast Asian uh, countries. And, and I think we, we, we felt comfortable there. Uh, there's a very strong tourist infrastructure there, beautiful hotels, great restaurants. So it's also the reason why it attracts, um, it attracts tourists. And we thought that after visiting the temple all day, which mostly the tourists do, it's interesting to see something else about Cambodia, something contemporary, seeing the Cambodia of today, because in Siem Reap, it's, it's a very different town from, uh, from any other in Cambodia, because it's mostly devoted to tourism. It's quite, quite helpful, quite, quite nice, but it's not uh, uh, in some parts, not completely Cambodian in a way. So I think it was interesting for also the, the people who are actually going to see the temples to also see something else about Cambodia mm. today. And there's quite a lot of something else that like you've got the Angkor National Museum. There are a sort of cluster of commercial galleries along uh, what's called Charles de Gaulle. Yeah. And then at certain points in the year you have festivals and events like the Angkor Photo Festival, which is yeah. one of Southeast Asia's most esteemed photography festivals. So is there collaboration and interaction with these different pockets of activity? So to, to tell you the truth, when, when, when we made the decision, there was very few galleries in, uh, at least devoted to contemporary. What you have is galleries with, uh, what you had paintings about Ankovat that tourists buy, but it's, it's not really, you know, um, it's not exemplary of the, of the Cambodian art scene. That actually is mostly in Phnom Penh. Um, but when we arrived, I don't know why, it's, there are several other galleries that actually open more scattered in the city, which is quite small. We can count around with us five galleries, five other galleries. There is a very good so art, art space on the Tree Line Hotel where they, they do excellent exhibitions. There is another more collaborative space called Mirage. Uh, there's a gallery called 111 uh, and there's another little gallery called Tribe. So, so all of this, uh, 111 is dear for, for, for a long time, but I would say that the Tree Line and Mirage really began to organize themselves at the same time as us. So actually, yeah, we got to, to suddenly the art scene was burgeoning and there was a lot of interaction between us, different, different proposals. Um, and and that, that's also made the, 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 suddenly the place quite attractive because suddenly you had like a choice of, sorry, five places where you actually can uh, visit galleries and actually see uh, quite a nice scope of uh, local contemporary art. How does it work with the education system and schools in the city? 
it's, uh, it's, 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 we tried really to attract uh, pupils, students. We, we organized a lot of visits. Um, it's not completely easy because, because going to a gallery or going to a museum is something that many Cambodians, uh, especially in Siem Reap, don't really know about. They know the temples, they visit the temples, of course, but going to a gallery and see the temples. So for us, it was more uh, something that we need really to, to build from zero. Uh, and and which we, we succeeded in, in actually um, had some some schools. There's only other stuff is that there is, you know, there is a tradition in in, uh, in Cambodian tradition since uh, since the Khmer Rouge, since the end of the Khmer Rouge, you've had a lot of uh, NGOs who are actually organizing uh, um, teaching of art as a therapy, but not only. And actually, this gave birth to, to, to a lot of artists. And this is a, one of the reasons why you have so many, such a vivid art scene uh, in Cambodia is because of these NGOs, one of the most famous being FAR, but there have been other ones, uh, FAR being located in Badambang. So yes, you, you, you have a, a, a certain, uh, let's say, ground for, for, for an appeal for students uh, there is a University of Fine Art in Tampen, but it's in Tampen. In Siem Rep, no, there is, there is no. But we try to organize some visits. And actually, with NGOs, with other organizations, we could sometimes have young people visiting the gallery. You've presented a series of really excellent Cambodian artists like Kave Samnyang, who works with performance, sculpture, photography, and film. And he explores indigenous communities, including the Chong people. How does showing work like this create more localized engagement? And we've spoken about schools and things, but does it translate into developing a culture of collecting contemporary art? That, that was the, 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 actually the big challenge. So about the mediums, yes, we were, the idea was the gallery would be open to any sorts of mediums. We were not stopped by our own, because uh, we in Paris are more specialized in works on papers. Yeah, no, that was really... The idea was to explore everything that was, was being offered as long as we like it and we would love to collect it. So that was the idea. And of course, on the more commercial point of view, because I'm, I have to insist on the fact that we are a commercial gallery and this was also new. Uh, there were uh, non-profit organizations showing art, but we had to sell. So in order to survive, we had to sell and we have to find collectors, which are the private or museums. So the idea was that the most simple thing was first to, to, to tackle foreigners because the foreigners who visit there are more um, like the, the Italian, French, British, uh, Americans, uh, Europeans, and so on. They would more be used to the act of collecting. This is something a little more uh, new in Cambodia, but actually we were surprised to see that we have had some uh, Cambodians uh, collectors actually buying works but mostly those Cambodians we are people who had lived abroad and came back to live in the country. So they had this maybe more acquaintance with the act of collecting. Um, but but it's, it's true that if we are based in Siem Rep, we are more, I mean, touching the, the, the foreigners. Uh, if we were based in Phnom Penh, this, this was a choice that we made. It would be easier to, to really target and, and, and speak with this new uh, Cambodian collectors, but we have a lot of hope that this is going to happen. I mean, we've seen a lot of signs. We have seen uh, some, some actually uh, Cambodian uh, visiting the galleries, being interested in the art, some collecting already. Now, the question is, what's, what's also new for them is that if you want to collect in Cambodia, you can go to the artist directly. 
You don't always have this culture of the gallery. You can go to visit his workshop. And this is also, why are we here? What's, what's, what's our value added? I mean, uh, our value added is that we try to show the work in good condition. We try to publish catalogs. Uh, so this is very, very important. Catalog is the memory of an artist. Catalog is something that stays. And, and this is something that I think we brought also is that to have, to have already four catalogs for our, for, our, for our, for exhibition is something extremely important for Cambodian art scene, I think. Yeah, I mean, that's something that I've spoken with other people that the idea of having a body of literature it's, yeah, is extremely absolutely. important. It's extremely important. And this is something that I told a lot of artists, please uh, classify your work, storage them, uh, I don't say publish, but at least have an idea on the number of exhibitions you did, the, the, the number of work you produce, try to have the photos, even if they are not good photos, just try to begin to build a memory, you know, uh, uh, an inventory of what you've done. This is something very important. Actually, the, the catalogs are there, are, are here for that. I mean, to, 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 to build this memory that is so important. Because again, the, the, I insist very much on that. The, the difficulty with the camera art is that it's difficult to see the work. So people don't know it. They all think there is nothing. No, there is a lot of things. It's just the thing is that it's just difficult to get to it and to see it. And you're um, currently in Paris and the city and France have a long-standing relationship with Cambodia. And Cambodia was part of the French Indochina. Is part of your long-term ambition to make more of this exchange? Um we actually, before setting up the gallery, we organized several exhibitions of the Cambodian artists in Paris. That uh, that we 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 would, for example, do we could do think about an exhibition with a duo of a Cambodian artist and a French artist. We're actually going to propose in Paris a duo with a Cambodian artist and an Australian artist. But the focus is Cambodia. It's not France, it's not Australia, because there's already so, not so many occasions and possibilities to see the works. So it was very important to erase as, as much as possible our French, uh, our French, you know, label or colonial label, which we are not really interested in. I mean, uh, of course, there are traces of, the, of France in 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 uh, in, uh, in Cambodia. And actually, there's a lot of French expatriates. In Cambodia, for many reasons, um, but but that's that's not something that was so so interesting for the gallery. The only good thing for us is that there are a lot of French collectors, and French are actually quite good at collecting. So we could attract some French collectors in the gallery. That that was very interesting for us. Um, other than that, we really think ourselves as an international gallery, and and we don't really. We, we talk to French, we want Cambodian, uh, Chinese, any collectors are welcome. And we, tr we, we have, we have um, our catalogs are in French and English because we knew that at the start we would have maybe 50 or 60% of French collectors and French visitors. You know, when, you, when French go abroad, they will always visit a gallery and so on. So that's, that's, that was a good start, but that's, that's more a ground to start than, than a specialty, you know, because Again, uh, it's a complicated story with France. Uh, and we also want to promote Cambodians. Do you find with your openings, the ones you have had, do lots of artists come? Yeah. Yes, of course. I mean, that's, uh, that's, that's, that was really nice. I mean, there's a, 
there's not not many artists, uh, but but yeah, they come. They're very curious. I mean, there's not you know there's not so many in Cambodia generally so many events like this. There are of course in Campen, but for but for people, it's very important to go to see the work to connect. Uh, Cambodians are extremely eager to to connect with the with the art world, the art market, and, and this is very very important. So they come. Yeah, they were very very happy. I think uh, to see the work, and when you when you exhibit someone like Sam Nong or some someone like Saret, uh, you you will attract a lot of uh, people who are curious, interested. And yes, the the art community was extremely present and extremely supportive, actually, uh, of the of the of the work. One of the questions that was very often raised is that when you when you 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 build a gallery like this, people will all, will systematically ask you. What will you do for the community? So, in a way, that's that's there's, there's an approach that is very nonprofit. And so, we were very clear at the beginning with everyone: say we are a commercial gallery, so we are here to present really good stuff. But we're going to be selected, so it means it's not open to everyone. It's not only if we don't feel like we would love to show the work. So, and also we are a commercial gallery, so we need to sell. So some works are very difficult to sell. We we're not we're not able to do that. They can be great. They can be amazing, but 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 it's it's not it's not sellable for us. So it belongs to another kind of art space. And and that's that's the idea of doing a commercial gallery was was understood, was uh, was uh, was new, and 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 I think it was also new for for the for the for the art scene. Bit respected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, 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 of course, and of course, they, they are happy to sell. They're happy to to think that the market there, and they're of course aware that that it's going. Sometimes, but sometimes there's always the. It's more like a reflex because you know, you know that Cambodia is the country in the world who has the most number, the, the highest numbers of NGOs. So, so this is this is this is the idea that there is always a non-profit approach from foreigners to everything. But it's not the case for us, and I think things are changing now. Things are changing because Cambodia is growing. There is a new, uh, newer, new class of rich people, and there's 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 a dynamic that's a change. But it's also an idea that yeah, you can be an artist, create what you like, but also live 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 with that, sell with that, and then this is something interesting now that some artists are actually might be ready to do that. That's phenomenally interesting because obviously I know that NGOs are very widespread, but I hadn't thought about how that impacts an artist's perspective to their work. This, this, this. I, I think this is this incredible thing about NGOs is that because gr- thanks to NGOs, there has been this this um, uh, training of artists, and and, and there are schools, uh, many many schools that have remained for a long time and are quite strong. So this is good. But on the other end, I think there's there's a need to go to, to see just another way of functioning, like galleries work uh, everywhere. And then that, that, that was our ideas. It was not completely easy to do it because of course you don't have the kind of, uh, of market of collectors that you would have in, in London or, or in Paris. But I think it was really interesting for, for Cambodian to have this, uh, this approach. My thanks to Eve. If you go to the show notes, you'll find more about Bhartia Srem and the fantastic artists they work with. If you enjoyed our conversation, then please subscribe. In the next episode, 
we go to Indonesia to meet the art collective Trongarama. They explain how an aquarium in a Jakartan shopping mall led to one of their most impressive digital works. This has been Art Worlds with me, Dr. Cleo Roberts-Comoretti. See you on the next journey.